Good evening, everyone, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Hey, I'm Cole, and I'm playing Olorun Dawnseeker, the ASMR Paladin Warlock. I'm Megan. I'm playing Saride Lander, the College of Glamour Eladrin Bard. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sirak, the Arakakra Horizon Walker Ranger. Howdy, y'all. I'm Mars. I'll be playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout. Hello, I'm Carlos. I will be playing Thosen Fahrenheit, the Half-Orc Tiefling Forge Cleric. Okay, that is all of us. A um, couple of quick announcements tonight. Um, last week I did not record the show for A to Z Monstrosities, so I'm going to try to do that um, this week. Also, the um, but some of the stuff is um, should be up on the Discord or up in the available to patrons. If not, we'll get it print. We'll get it up tonight so it can be seen. Um, I updated the armor of the Undying Soldier and it uh, in its monster form and and its item form. So that should be available to you guys. And I believe I I finished. Bloodburner in its item form. I have not finished Bloodburner as a um, as a monster, as a flying sword, though. So that is that is on its way. Um, so I apologize, and I appreciate everyone's patience um, and and forgiveness with me for those things. Um, also, tomorrow, are, do we have Storm King's Thunder tomorrow? Uh, I am planning on putting uh, out the call okay. uh, later in the night. All right, that sounds good. Um, so potentially Storm King's Thunder. Um, Wednesday, hopefully we'll have maybe a video game stream. I'm trying to work on... Um, on some, getting some of our RPG shows back. I know we've gotten into video games a little bit recently. Um, that's that's on me. But uh, overall, we should be getting back into the normal swing of things. Do any of you guys have any announcements you guys would like to make? All right, let's sure. go for it. <laughs> I was like, oh, Mars has something. Um, yeah, I'm just going to do my usual uh, shout out to uh, the Junk Drawer Show. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the other D&D campaign that I stream with on Tuesday nights. You can check us out on Twitch and YouTube at the Junk Drawer Show. Um, if you guys are checking out Random Encounters tomorrow night, then check us out on YouTube. Uh, to, uh, that's when we usually drop our episodes on thursdays on youtube tuesdays mm -hmm. live um but yeah things are getting a little heated and storylines are starting to mesh and there's starting to be character dynamics so it's very very fun nice that's and exciting yeah we've been we've been sharing a lot of uh, like character art and like one of the things that i've been doing is like giving shout outs to different artists because i feel like the arts need to be represented during yeah. um tough times and it's something uplifting and positive and we actually just gave a shout out to our very own kez uh last week i think so yeah so check it out awesome sounds good um all right guys let's get into it let me see if i can find music 
Press to play. Let's dungeon some dragons. Thank you, boss. Thank you, boss. Um. Ah, I think I, I remember why I can't do it this way with you guys. That's right. Um. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Excuse me. Somebody vamp for a moment. I apologize. I need to do the roll twenty. So, folks, here's what we got. Uh, something I wasn't going to say earlier, but since we got some vamping time, I'm going to vamp. And here's what I'm going to say. Uh, it's a little bit of shameless. It's not self-promotion as much as it's promotion for another. Um, over back behind here, you might see another chair. In that chair is usually my wonderful fiance. And uh, if you, by any chance, are an elementary school music teacher and you've been teaching online and you've been trying to figure out Golly gee, Willikers, what am I going to teach these kindergartners today? You might want to go over to a YouTube channel called Ready Go Music, where my lovely fiance is putting together some fantastic musical teaching aids, um, rhythm playlists, and um, some form chart videos, and she's making new ones every week. Uh, so by all means, head on over, give it a look-see. Maybe you like them. Or maybe you just want to work on your own rhythm. You're like, you know what? I'm pretty cool, but I just got no rhythm. My beats are are just off. You know, she can help with that. It's uh, it's very well put together, and she uses modern music and her own music, and she animates the whole things herself. So definitely go over and take a look on it. Ready, that, go, music. That's really cool. Yes, please. That should have been... Say that all the time. <laughs> I just don't know how many elementary school music teachers that we have watching the stream, so I've just been... Yeah, uh... that's true. I get <laughs> hey, it. I, I pers- a friend knows a friend knows a friend. Indeed, indeed. Okay. Well, is this working? Nope. Did it work last time? Nope. Does it matter? Nope. Am I just going to put something on? Yep. There we go. Alright. What is this? Stop it. Why are you mad at me? Don't be mad at me. Alright, there we go. So. Our adventure takes place in the land of Lickdropped. Our heroes are members of the Magnus Exploratorium. On their way to the forge, they've stopped in Four Point Farms. The breadbasket of this emerging... Hmm continent and as such uh, they have discovered that beneath Four Point Farms lays a secret laboratory left behind by an ancient now absent god uh, known as Quill and so um, last week they defeated a bunch of Kruthics uh, they realized that the biomancers of um, of the Ubedidu were had made their own Kruthic overlord and had attempted to implant it. Um, our heroes bashed it, and and now they are poised to uh, attempt to negotiate with the biomancers. So, um, 
let's see. Three of you were here last week. Um, right? Or four? Four. My apologies, Sirak. Um, four of you were here last week. So, you guys have the choice. Do you want to return to the surface as the crew thicks make their hasty retreat? Um, or do you want to just send a message to for Thosin to come down? How far away are we from the Biomancers? Uh, well, you're at the... Uh, you are... Hmm, you're a few hours. Not like you are actually fairly close to their territory because you're, they had been pushing the Kruthix back. And remember, you had made it to the Hive Lord's chamber of the Kruthix. Um, and so, you know, the, there's the stone golem that is just sort of marching back, dragging his, his stone slab with his broken um, cocoon, Hive Lord cocoon on it. Uh, so you you guys are a couple of hours, maybe to like the central chambers. But as far as being like on, like maybe thirty minutes, twenty minutes to to through the tunnels, to the edge of of biomancer territory. How's everyone looking on spells? Um, I have one second level and two first levels left. You are a ranger, so how many do you normally have? I mean, I normally have two more seconds and two more first level spells. Okay, so you yeah. so you're below half. Yeah, yeah. Context is context is important in this one, I think. I have one more first level left, mm. um, and I think I've only used like a third level, and I have all my uses of everybody heal and run away. I don't have sending, though, so I don't know how we're going to get a message to Thosin. Well, who was who else was with you last week? Uh, treasure. We had Treasure, the other yeah. spellcaster. Right. So, tre- I mean, Treasure can take a, take a trip upstairs, and Thosin can come she down. She can go run and tag him out? Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah I'm, also, I'm also out of spells. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, Mr. Mr. Scout rogue. Well, guy then, shit. Over there. Let's long rest. <laughs> um, but I was. Uh, I, I think a long rest might actually be kind of beneficial for all of us. How are you looking, then? Me, health wise, I'm fine, but I'm down to one spe- one pack magic spell slot, um, and I only have two of them. God, if only you'd gone full paladin, you'd be fine. All right, then yeah, let's take a nap because someone wanted a multi-class. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, shots fired. Only, shots fired. You only need a short rest to get your pack magic slot back. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't it take a short rest for, like, a time for treasure to run up and tank those and back in? Or Yeah. Guys, you are absolutely welcome to take a long rest. Please don't let me yeah. influence your it's, decision. It's really up to you guys. I'm, I, I can make it work either way. I mean, I'm looking great. <laughs> I should hope so. You weren't here. <laughs> it's just him and Fable up there. God only knows. Um, yeah, let, let's, we can long rest then. Okay. You okay. guys make your way to the surface. Um, you, you were seeing the remnants of the Kruthix running to the south um, without their Hive Lord to, to keep this colony going. It is unlikely 
that they'll be back anytime soon, perhaps in the future. But um, collapsing the tunnels is is work that can be done to sort of keep things separate. Uh, you guys do make it back to the surface. Burns is there um, with you guys. Uh, your three carts. I don't think you brought his cart. If I am correct, good. Okay. Um, yeah. So you you guys are going over your plans for the day for the night. Is there anything you would like to do over the the rest of the course of the day? Um, traveling through the tunnels did take you guys the better portion of the day make it to the Hive Lord's um, chamber. So that did take, uh, I would say, probably five hours um, getting in there, getting through the through the far southern uh, reaches. And um, I think one of the questions that we should be perhaps considering is, do we wish to attempt a foray into the, well, the laboratory of Quiddle from the Kruthix area, or would we be better served by perhaps traveling over land and entering closer to the center, central chambers? Well, I believe that traveling over land may be faster, but there could be items of interest located underground in the lab on the way over. Absolutely. I do feel that there's a good probable chance that there are going to be like traps or things in the way if we come in, if we're coming from where the Kruthix are, because they've been trying to keep those Kruthix out and drive them away for a while. So there's a good chance there are some preparatory forces that we'd have to engage in. I should kind of think about it. That big old iron golem that was uh, bringing in that uh, that false king, whatever he was. Yes, Mark. Yeah, yeah. let's go with that. We'll call him Mark. That's what but, I mean. Uh, that's a good name. It's not a bad name. But yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking maybe if we follow that Iron Golem back down that way, I mean, if they send him through, there probably won't be that many traps there. And honestly, I think we may be better served making as loud a racket on our way there as we possibly can so that we know they're coming so that we don't sneak up on them and they immediately react with let's shoot magic at these people. Is there anything in particular they are weak against? Death? Well, I, I know they're very hard to kill. Uh, Clever Stitch's experience being my reference point um or at least they could probably take us down with them i don't know if they have much in the way of weaknesses got it any i'm just thinking at the, ahead of time because if we are going to take a long rest then i can potentially pray for my spells and change them out um i have a few fire things but DM, remind me if I remember correctly, fire didn't really do much to... Is it the Kruthix? Is that what they're... Or am I thinking of the wrong thing? The, um... So the Kruthix are, are out of the question. They are... They were not terribly... Um... They were perfectly normal with fire. 
as far as you recall. Um, make me a history check to um, double check the other things you guys fought. I got a 14. You got a 14? Okay. I am... Let me pull up... Where is it? There it is. No, no, nope, wrong one. Damn you for having two books of the exact same name right next to each other. Unacceptable. So. When you're thinking about the Bronze Scouts and the Iron um, Cobras, fire worked fine. Yeah. It was mostly non-magical damage that was their hard shells um, prevented. But um, Adamantine was able to sort of um, hold that back. Got it. Um, I'll look around. Is there anybody in particular that does not either have an Adamantine weapon or uh, non-magical? Because... I mean, it only lasts for an hour, but I am always able to create a weapon and imbue it with magic. Well, uh, Sirak, does your bow have a... Is your bow magical? Uh, no, my bow is, uh, is not magical. I've been on the search for one, but I haven't found one yet. But don't you have magical arrows? I do have magical bolts, but those are a limited supply. Well, this this would be beneficial then. It lasts for an hour, so once we get into battle, it only takes me like a, a bonus action um, to like just as long as I can just touch your bow right in the middle of a battle or something. I can just imbue the magic and give it a little bit more likelihood to hit and a little bit more oomph to damage that it deals. So say, you know, like a, if we were to give it a number, like maybe a plus one. Like a plus one? Like just give it a maybe. plus a little bit. like Just, just a plus, little bump. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That'd be, I mean, I'd be okay to that. All right. I'll keep that in mind then when, if, when, more if, likely when. If we don't want to. Oh, I'm just thinking when we run into something dangerous. Like there's not an if. I don't not think that this is a something that we are going to be able to avoid. Well, I think we have a general plan-ish. Um, Remind me then, Max, what is the plan? Go in there, make as much noise as possible. Not, not necessarily go in there, just go in there via the quote-unquote obvious route so that they know we're coming and that there's less chance of catching them by surprise and starting off on the wrong foot, if that makes sense. Right. We does want anyone have any... Right, does anyone have any um, uh, jewelry or gems or uh, wine or really good-looking cloth on them? Some gems... I got a couple of bloodstones. We have a few things in the bag that I'm going to be taking out. When you're going to some, someone's house and you're a guest, you should always bring a gift. Especially if you're trying to beg those people not to kill you. So, 
Yeah, I have a bloodstone. How, how expensive are we looking at it, though? Because I have a few tigers eye that each are about 10 gold pieces worth each. I have a gem worth about 50 gold pieces. I think this was onyx. And then another. Let's go for the things that look nice that aren't necessarily like useful, but something that we can shine up real pretty. Because uh, I don't really know what biomancers like. I could always try the tiger's eye and then go from there. We can always offer more if we need to. Um, right, yes. I'm trying to think. Can I do a check on Quill to see if I know what Quill likes? Um, yeah, what what sort of check would you like? History? Alright, yeah, make it a disadvantage. Eleven. Um, you know that, so you don't know anything actually about Quill. There's just not really a reason for you to know anything about him. There aren't necessarily stories or bardic tales or or even Feyborn rumors about him. He's, he's a very obscure figure. But you have seen a little bit of the things that, that he likes. Bloodstones are useful. Um... Actoria stones are the other ones that you have seen them use. Um, and there is um, sort of a gem ornamentation focus that you've noticed um, referenced with Burns and the gem in the middle of his forehead. And um, and the gems that are utilized in, in some of his creations, like the, the bullet brain crab thing. So gems are good? Gems are a solid place to, to start. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I was just thinking about that I realized that I can still do, I can still create something as long as it's not worth more than 100 gold pieces and it contains some form of metal. If you want some form of jewelry, we can compile some gold, maybe put a gem and create some piece of jewelry. It takes me an hour, and it's a ritual, but it's an option if you're looking specifically for jewelry and not just the gem itself. Well, I think the gems are what they like, so if we just hand them a box full of them, that would be more useful to them? I'm not entirely... Burns, am I on the right page at all? I mean, as far as I can remember, this is... Yes, I think, I think you're heading in the right direction, but um, again, I have not been here in oh, many ages. So they are... What their culture has become is... Well, should be interesting to find out. I have a question that I don't think I necessarily have the answer to. What are we going to ask them to do? Like, what's the, what's the game? Like, we're going down there to make buddy-buddy. But what are we asking them to do? To stop attacking, obviously, with, like, mind-controlled bullets. 
But I mean, we gotta figure out why they were doing it in the first place, right? I think that is um, probably something we will need to discover. I, you all had uh, mentioned the bullet attacks. We know that the Kruthik attacks was not necessarily them. Um, no. But from what you had described to me, the Bronze Scouts and the Iron Cobras are absolutely from the Biomancers now in control of Quill's laboratory. And I hadn't the opportunity to speak with the people of the third point, fourth point, but um, perhaps you all have a bit of clue or information that you have overlooked? Would you like to tell me about those days that you had spent with those people, with the um, the farming implements and, um, and the iron scouts and, and bronze and thrashers and those sorts of things? Yeah, it seems like they were trying to take some of the old uh, farming equipment or some of the old equipment that was turned into farming equipment, I guess you could say specifically. They were trying to get their hands on it, I think. I know the maintenance of the land has always been a portion of the laboratory's purpose. The laboratory um, did have a number of subroutines that would uh, aerate and um, enhance the nutrients that, that grew within the soils, partly because those same foodstuffs and nutrients and, and all of that matter um, used to be drained down into the lab to provide the biochemical energy necessary for the creation and maintenance of life. So. I'm not, of course, yes. I'm not sure why the the scouts or or the cobras would be attacking the people. The people would seem to be doing the same purpose that these implements were designed for. Hmm. Burn sort of chews on his lips as he as he thinks it over. You can look at him and you tell it's it's a newer habit. It's definitely one of his newer personality traits. Do they eat and drink? The biomancers. Yeah. I would I would suppose so. Yes, I would I would anticipate. Yes. Um, the bullets were attacking... Who were the bullets attacking? Children. Or small things. And, uh, because, yeah, they were small. Chitlins. Mm. Children and, and uh, halflings and the sort. Mm. Maybe they just don't like short people. Well, then also, you, my friend... maybe I shouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you, my friend, are about to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, but I got an extra set of limbs that the rest of them didn't have, so maybe it's, uh... Who knows? I'll confuse them. 
So we got to get there. We got to talk to them. We got to figure out what they're trying to do. And in the nicest way, tell them to stop. That does yeah. seem to be it. Who's the most oh, current? I like it. it. I think it's the best shot we have, honestly. Well, depending on who decides to speak with them, I might be able to, to make you more persuasive for an hour. Sounds worthwhile. I think we have something resembling a plan. Yes. All right. Oh. I guess we take a rest and see what happens. All right, rest for the evening, and then we'll um, venture into the the tunnels, same way you all entered yesterday or today. With that, um, you guys set up your watches. Um, who is first? Tiny Hut. Tiny Hut. Okay. Tiny Hut can fit up to eight people. Yes. So there are five of you, plus Fable, and um, Treasure. Treasure, thank you. I'm so sorry, Kez. Uh, Fable and Treasure, so that gets you up to seven. There's Burns, there's Raven, and there's... Um, Ravens inside. Okay. And Screavers. And Screavers. So Burns and Screavers are outside the hut? No, Sirach will be outside the hut. Yeah, I'll be outside to let somebody else in. No tiny hut. Take watches. <laughs> well, I mean, we're we're still taking watches. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can. It's just up. It's up to you. It's there's a limitation on the hut, and you guys have friends with you this time, so a little different. Um, who's on first watch? Uh, all right. Passive perception. Fifteen. Alright. 18. Watch. 18. Third watch. Yeah. What's your what's your passive? Twelve. Twelve? Okay. And fourth watch? Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Uh huh. Well nothing's getting through at the beginning. Okay. Um the night, the night passes mostly without incident. There is, in the early morning hours, um, seeming to be some of those bronze scouts at a distance, um, sort of rolling by. And you can recognize them by the little sparks of blue electricity and those spiky, awful wheels. Um, they don't really seem to be approaching the camp, but it is in those um, earliest of morning hours. They're not terribly stealthy. Um, that they are um, patrolling the area. So, day breaks. You guys uh, can make any preparations you would like to make now. And then um, I will need to know who of your NPCs you are taking down with you. Well, we're taking take... burns. Okay. And, uh, and we promised Raven the uh, 
The laboratory, right? Yeah, yes, do we need to have the conversation with her that we don't have the laboratory as of yet? This is more of a go down and introduce ourselves sort of thing. So she doesn't think she can just sort of like kick the door down and start playing now. Yeah, I just, I like the idea that she's kind of smart, right? Like she's like intellectually smart about a lot of these things. And these biomancers are probably fairly intellectually smart. And so if we have Raven with us, you know, like we could have a, you know, discussion about ethics and morals and whatnot. But then they start talking about polynomial functions and the, you know, how the Metachlorian is the powerhouse of a cell. And we just, you know, that might not be our forte where Raven's going to eat that shit up and she'll be able to talk to him on that level. Agreed. But again, just, I'll go have a quick chat with her. Yeah, let her yeah, know yeah, yeah. what's going on. So she doesn't, like, go in there, guns blazing, and start touching stuff. <laughs> okay. What would so you that'll like? be my prep. I'm going to talk to Raven. Okay. Yeah, you, you find Raven. What would you like to say to her? Oh, uh, good morning. Bye. God, if I were 200 years younger. Um, so uh, we're going to go down to the labs today and we, we were thinking maybe you'd like to join us. I mean, that's why I'm here. Why are any of us here? I would l- just like to say, though, that part of our going down today is sort of like an exploratory, um, uh, what is it, uh, introductory mission Um where we're asking them permission to use their things. We don't have that yet. So? We would very much like for you to come down because this does seem like the sort of thing you know a lot about and are interested in. I just wanted to let you know that we don't really have access to the equipment yet. Okay. Would you like some breakfast? No. Okay. Raven starts gathering up her things. And, um, yeah, she, she seems to be on board, uh, as on board as, as you can, um, perhaps expect her to be um is there anything else you guys would like to do before you begin this venture um can i go ahead and talk to Thosen real quick mm-hmm. um Thosen, <laughs> i was uh, i had a question for you if if that's all right of course so my um my dad, he, he taught me kind of how the spells for those of faith kind of go. Um, so I was wondering if, if you... I've been having some trouble lately trying to make sure that it all kind of works out and me getting the right spells ready. Uh, would you mind 
like helping me a little bit in this regard. Okay. Uh, how how can I assist? Um, like the whole, you know, it 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 seems like I can only get like this the same like I don't know like four spells usually. Um, it, for some of them, it, it just they don't seem to come as easily as as some of the other ones. Um, I was just wondering, like, how do you usually go about your petitions to Branos, right? Correct. Well, usually part of either my wake up or my going to sleep routine is to pray to Branos. Um, and like, for example, if I pray at night before going to bed, I think of what the task will be at hand for the next day and envision or help have him help me or guide me to have the abilities to be able to assist for that task. Um, for example, last night, I one of the things that I prayed for was the ability to give someone the for example, the more charismatic I am able to enhance an ability. It doesn't exactly have to be your charisma. It could be your strength or whatnot. Um, so it helps to know what task is at hand. Um, usually I don't go around asking to change my spells too much just because um, fire is my specialty. So I tend to keep anything fire-related on me at all times. But... Um, with with clerics and with the faith in particular, the assistance of the god helps, and your faith and bond between the two of you gives you that strength and that ability to be able to change them out. Um, now, obviously, clerics have their limits. I do not have access to all the spells that Branos can grant me, but um, usually I just ask uh, beforehand or in the morning when I wake up um, but uh, how do I say the the stronger my faith is and the stronger my bond is to my god the more powerful and the more spells I am able to learn If hopefully I'm not losing you and this all makes sense yeah um, it, it kind of makes a little bit of sense, I guess. For... Like where, uh, if you do not mind me asking, where do you draw your abilities from? Like, is it a specific god, or is it from yourself? Like, well, I mean, my dad, he he taught me, um, he taught me to follow uh, Dileon. Um, so in terms of. All those, uh, in terms of, you know, me learning holy magic and that I, I, I pray to him every morning, but it, it doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't quite seem to be there um, as much as I would, would hope it would, you know. Um, so just trying to, I, I'm just trying to figure out what the, the process 
is if there is one? Well, I would say it's something that changes for either from individual to individual or from faith to faith. Like, I do what works best for me. I enjoy uh, working with my hands, and I am more focused when I'm either shaping metal or just fiddling with something. If you notice, I always have some form of trinket to work on, just because that's just the way that my mind works. Um, Obviously, this is not going to work for everybody, but it is what I have discovered over the last 20 years that works for me. Um, And then for you, once, once you know what that is, and it helps you focus, and it connects you more to uh, who was this again that you had mentioned? You know, every my dad was the one who kind of was like, hey, here's a god. You should follow them. Well, so, I don't think you should follow someone because someone tells you to follow them either. It's something that you build a connection to. I did not discover Bronos until my accident um, with the volcano, which is how this all happened. And I'm not uh, saddened by it. If anything, I am grateful because this reminds me that what seems to be an end could also be at the beginning. You know, when we hit our lowest point, we are open to the greatest change. And my life has changed for the better. If it wasn't for this and me following my faith in Branos and me discovering the connection I had with him, I would have never met any of you. So no one told me to follow him. And if this god is or goddess, whoever it is, is not who you feel is the path that you belong, find your own. Follow your heart and your faith will take you to what you need to be. It doesn't have to be to whoever your father told you to. And he just kind of like blue screens because he's trying to compute all of that in his head. <laughs> um. Oh. Oh, okay. I hope I didn't lose you. No, no. It's, I'm just, you've given me a lot to think about. So, thank you. You're welcome, man. I hope it's for the best. Um, Yeah. Well. I'm not one to diddle-daddle on what people want to hear. Uh, So, just know that if you're ever seeking advice and you want my honest opinion, uh, you will always have it. I, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Shall we get then, ready to move on? Yeah, yeah I, think, uh, I think so. And then we'll kind of move to the, the rest of the group. Okay. I follow as you guys are entering back into the tunnels, um, what is your marching order? Right up I, front. Okay, Sirak going first. He led yesterday, so that that makes sense. Who's going second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay. Third. 
Me. Okay. Fourth. I'll go fourth. Okay. And I'll bring up the rear again. Okay. Where would you like Raven and Burns? I'd say between Olorun and Dozen. Okay. So probably with Saride. Okay. So in, in front of and behind Saride, or do you want Saride uh, next to Dozen? Put Burns in front of me and Raven behind me. Okay. Sounds good. Um, Sorak, make me a survival check with advantage, please. All right, rolled a 13 and a 12. Survival is plus 5, so that'll be an 18. Okay, so some of these tunnels have collapsed since you were in here yesterday. You recognize most of the direction. It's, um, it's not real hard. You're not in danger of getting lost, and a lot of times... You're traveling more to the Biomancer side. Remember, there were a lot of divergences, and you could see and smell the the battlefields that had taken place yesterday. Um, You have a choice. Uh, You can continue to press in and make it to um, the main path or the path that that stone golem was, was taking. Um, or you have found some sort of smaller skirmish entrances into the biolabs area. Um, which would you prefer the, to lead people towards? I'll say the smaller paths. Okay. As you are traveling down these smaller paths, um, you continue to weave and navigate. Uh, some of them are a little tall, smaller, a little larger. Um, all sized for medium creatures. Ozen, being as large as he is, does have to hunch occasionally. But other than that, the traveling is relatively easy. Um, not that Raven's size would uh, acknowledge that. Um, you do find uh, sort of a break in the stone that is pretty small. Um, Small creature, or you guys can squeeze through there, but if if you hadn't been looking for it, you probably wouldn't have found it. And it it does appear to be um, where the stone walls had had kind of been broken down into the, the metal lab. Um, you can hear the echoes coming from within. And it looks like this has been attempted to be patched and broken into a couple of times. Um, so, you, so you think that this was a, a strategic sort of Kruthic um, entry point uh, in, in a weird way. Um, but it is a way into the lab. So I'm going to turn around. Uh, who's, who's directly behind me? Dozen. Dozen. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so I might have uh, I might have made a wrong turn. Uh, Dozen. I guess he didn't like that. He didn't like that answer, guys. Dozen decided <laughs> not to listen to you, and has put All his right. hand over his ears, closed his eyes, and begun to la la la. Who's you. behind Dozen? Burns. <laughs> Burns. All right. Uh, Burns. Yes. 
so, uh, so it seems like the turn that I made. Uh, you see this little like crack in the wall? No, where? That's... Yeah, here. And I'll just kind of like point at it very oh. directly. That is a small crack in the wall. I'm so sorry. It is. Um, so it seems like that is actually like an entrance to their lab. I think I hear him on the other side of that crack. He sort of gets down and, and puts his ear up. And, ah, no, you're right. That is. That might be our entrance. Okay. My only fear is it looks like this has been an entrance that some Kuthrix ha uh, Kuthrix have uh, attempted to use before. Mm. So I don't want to, like, scare him as we come in through there. Or perhaps you, with your... And, and please do forgive me, but your aerodynamic bird-like head would peek in and see were there some to be scared. I like that. You're I like welcome. I like I like that. Yes. Right. right. This this can't go wrong. Not at all. <laughs> uh yeah. I'm going to uh I'm gonna kinda like stick my head kinda get down on all fours and kinda like mm -hmm. scriggle scraggle in there and see if we can't uh see if I can't. Make a make a stealth check at disadvantage. Uh, <laughs> I rolled two fours, okay. so the answer is four, and so that's going to be uh, 11. Okay, so the entrance is small, it is a little tight, and and you realize that some of these rocks have sort of been collapsed down on top of. Um, when you get past the rocks, you do see uh, thin metal plating that has been um, torn at and, and cut open multiple times. And you can see sort of the burnt edges where where they had maybe tried to put plates on it in different places. And, and it's a little sharp, not in a way that's going to hurt you, but it definitely um, threatens to, like, scratch your armor and, and catch and snag. And you have your wings folded around your body. Um, you know, it, they're not piercing the feather, like, through the feather layer to the skin or anything, but you're definitely feeling it catch. So, so it's difficult to be quiet at, in here. You're, you're pretty much everybody's going to scrape their way through this, this tiny, tiny opening. Not tiny, yeah. tiny, but smaller opening. Um, you do poke your head in and, and you kind of look around. It is a, um, it is a tunnel entrance, very similar to the tunnels you guys have traveled through the lab, um, this whole time. Um, it is one of the newer ones. You can tell that uh, just sort of looking at the construction looks like it was built together pretty quickly. Um, and it, it does end cap about 50 feet past you down to your left. And uh, But to the right, there is a turn um, that leads you north. Um, and north is the direction generally you want to be going. North is, is the deeper portion of the lab. There doesn't seem to be a lot of activity. Um, you can hear the echoes traveling from down the hall. Even they sound fairly distant. So, um, breaching the tunnels here seems relatively safe. Yeah. Um, I'm going to fully pull myself through to the other side. Okay. And kind of kneel down and just go, It's safe to come through! Uh, if you can make it. All right. Um, so, as you guys are, if you're attempting to be stealthy... Uh, as you make your way through the tunnel, make a stealth check at disadvantage. Uh, Thosin, you are up next. 
Well, I'm already at disadvantage. Well, there you go. Doesn't it doesn't get any worse than what you got? This won't stop me because I can't read. Eleven. Okay. Um, yeah, not bad. You you don't scratch anything particular. Um, it it catches your armor. There's a little bit of of a um, scraping sound, but it's it's not it's muted, right? It's not any louder than he was speaking. Realistically, um, Burns goes next, and he he um, he's essentially talking to himself the whole time. You guys have ne- recognized that his um, his more showman personality because he is wearing his clothes. That um, that you have brought is is definitely more on display, and he spends much of the time sort of cursing, um, in in a variety of languages as the the metal barbs of this tunnel entrance are catching on his clothes, um, and he at at one point you hear the you hear the tearing of his cloak, and he'll he'll. Um, by the heavens and the nine hills, most of them. What is this? No, that is, that is ermine. That is rare, rare silk. How dare they? All right, hold on, hold on. And he, Sirak and those, and you, you can, you can see him. His body is like half out of the tunnel. His legs are still back behind him, but he has stopped to cast mending on his cloak. Um, and he, he takes the time to very carefully sort of wiggle it off of there. Um, and um, then he makes his way, makes his way in. Um, Saride, you're up next. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Uh, Saride, roll me a d6. Four. Okay. Um, as you are, as you are crawling in, um, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. You get most of your torso through there. Apparently, there's this very like one like really sharp uh, a point, and um, you didn't realize that it it um, it was not only caught on the dress, but but had been like kind of poking you, stabbing you in the thigh. Uh, so when you take that final push out, uh, it tears your dress, um, creating essentially like a big torn like slit in it, and it cuts your leg. Um, I look like a bloody slut now. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> Whoa, bird fuck! Calm <laughs> down. And that's Ooh. and that's what Saride yells and that's how in. <laughs> in um, yeah, that, that's her natural one is, is not her yelping in pain. It is her getting into the tunnel, realizing that her dress is cut and then cursing very loudly. Hey, yep. uh, Alderun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought we were supposed to be, uh, sneaking in. I was trying. Um, can't really hear you, Cole. You okay? Can you can you hear me? There can it you is. Hear me now? Yeah, yeah, there okay. it is. Um. So yeah. Uh. Oh well. You know what? 
Yeah, I mean, there's nothing we can do now. What else is new? Um, so, do you need me to make a, a stealth check as well, or if you want to just... try to be stealthy? Uh, is there any point at this moment in time? That's up to you. Um, Mister Wright, just, just let's just let's just get up. I, I don't, I don't see this. Going our way. What sort of armor are you wearing? Me? Yeah. I'm wearing heavy armor. Okay. So as you're going through, that apparent like metal bar catches the back of your um of the plates in your armor and is a very long, very slow nails on chalkboard um scratch noise uh. as you as you work your way through just You know what? I'm gonna own this decision. <laughs> Tauroth is just standing at the hole, just. And I'm just, I'm just gonna walk through like nothing. Like you know what? <laughs> I'm well aware of what just happened, and I accept whatever is going to happen now. Mm. Um, uh, just because... before you, Raven went through. Uh, she too. Um, like stabbed herself on the thing. She rolled a natural two, so not yeah. quite the natural one, but um, but yeah. Um, so last but not least, Talroth, um, flat roll, I believe. That is a sixteen. All right, you, I rolled a five. You rolled a five, yeah. You guys hear um, you hear Dalroth for the first time in forever um, as it catches on his shoe and uh, and hooks hooks his shoe, almost taking it off when he he comes spilling out of out of the tunnel. Um, oh, would you look at that! And hey, I thought we were supposed to be sneaky, aren't we? Oh ho! <laughs> oh well, excuse me, Mr. Nails on a chalkboard. Hey, man, I know what I'm good at, and sneaking ain't it. Uh, all right, I have mended my costume. I am ready. Let's proceed. Um, as he was mending his costume, I'll be mending Sarai's dress. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I just turned to Talroth behind him, and I'm just like. <sighs> So, he's putting more clothes on me. What do you want? I could just take it off instead of you, Loish. Oh, God, no. Ugh. Then let's keep going. As you guys are traveling down the tunnels, you're, they are very labyrinthine, but you do have some experience navigating them. Um, as you're making your way through there, Turning the corner, you don't see anything that seems immediately dangerous. You can look towards the south of this tunnel and see um, a different entrance, uh, about 60, 70 feet up, um, into the tunnels that has been collapsed. Uh, that looks like they they have begun to, now that the Kruthics are officially gone, um, the golems of the, of the Biomancer's labs have begun to close off entry points 
and begun to seal them. So you feel slightly fortunate that you guys were able to find an entrance that had not yet been been sealed. You begin to travel to the north, making your way through these tunnels, the metal grate echoing beneath most of your feet, um, as even the lightest of steps has difficulty uh, navigating the shifting plates and metal handrails that uh, ring and ping and clang as you guys begin to shift and, and travel. As you head to the north, the lights begin to um, brighten. Those ever-burning candles, those emergency lights that you guys are familiar with. It is difficult to hide here. There is nothing necessarily obscuring vision other than long stretches and corners. But you're traveling a at a steady pace, um, as best you can. Rounding ahead of one of the corners, you've slowly been hearing the um, clanging of metal footfalls that have been approaching closer. You cannot see them because of a blind uh, corner, sort of a, um, call it like a digital five, you suspect, right, of, of corners. Um, uh, to what end, you are unsure, but you guys have passed a few doors uh, on your way, I should note. I did not suspect you wanted to investigate any of the side doors as your primary goal is making it deeper towards where the biomancers are. But if I am wrong, you guys can correct me and I can tell you if you found anything of interest. Would the doors have any windows? They do so. None of these doors have windows. Most of these doors are these similar perfect circles that are we've described them as like vault doors. Um, you guys, you have had some experience opening these. You're familiar with the locks. They're not the common lock picks, but they are sort of those tumbler pieces, right? Um, so they don't really have windows for you to look in. Most of them are unlabeled. Um, they tend to have like a n n number on them, which you suspect there is a. Um, like a numbering system that most of these golems probably have programmed into them or memorized. Um, so, uh, it is up to you. Do you guys want to have been checking out the doors as you were going? So, I will say... Um, so, it has been noted that a general combat tactic is to clear any room that you come across when infiltrating someplace just in case you don't get backtracked on or, or anybody, so nobody comes up behind you. But I know we're kind of in a hurry, so I'm going to leave it up to you guys. I mean, I'm fine either way. Like, is, aren't we trying to convince? So if we attack, isn't that they step backwards? Oh, well, no, I'm just talking about if not necessarily that that we're that we attack anything just so that we can verify that the room is clear and that there are no enemies in it, whether that be biomancers who maybe if we talk to some of them out here, we could deal with this whole thing before we even get deeper into the tunnels or, you know, Maybe we wind up dealing with a problem before the biomancers even get to it. I don't know. There's a lot of different opportunities. And if and if you just let me keep talking, I'm just going to keep making things up. 
that could possibly go right and or wrong. So I hear one vote for check the doors. How do the rest of you feel? I'm fine either way. We can check the doors. I'll go for voting with Oloran. Okay, that's two. Right. what is your opinion? Oh, fuck. Um, uh, sure, let's... Let's do it. Okay. Um, so... No offense, everybody else is outvoted. Talroth, what did you want to say? Uh, well, is it going to be an investigation or perception check to look for traps on those doors? Because while he was talking, I was checking. <coughs> That's fine. What we're gonna <laughs> what we're gonna do is is this <coughs> to keep things moving. Everybody, roll me a percentile, please. We're going to assume that you guys have taken whatever time is necessary. Um, I'm gonna use like the old third edition. If you take ten minutes, you can get a twenty on it, essentially. Right, you're just taking time. You're investigating the doors. However long it takes, you're taking the time to unlock the doors, to carefully go into them. All precautions ah. are being observed. Um, Olarun, what did you get? I rolled an exact 50. Okay. 5-0. 5-0. I rolled zeros on both. So that's 100. 100. Okay. Um, Sirach? 19. 19, okay. Talroth? 40 even. Okay. And Thosin? 78. 78, okay. Um, most of the doors that you, there are about 20 doors that you guys enter in and uh, come into. Is, oh, so both of the runes are zeros because you posted a picture of your dice. I was like, that's not even a number, and one of those is a Celtic knot, so I'm not... <laughs> we have to use the ones with numbers, sweetie. You can't just make them up. <laughs> I got zeros! <laughs> so, uh, nicely done. Um, Saride, roll me another percentile, please. While she's doing that, the other doors that you guys have opened and and, and put and closed, you find a variety of things. Um, there are in you pass about twenty doors. I'm going to say a number of them have been about you know fifteen of them probably been emptied out. Although they do leave behind the organizational racks and things that you guys have uh, can identify. And some of these rooms are spare were. If they're not now, they did hold spare parts for their golems, for their golem diggers, uh, and sort of repair stations for those things. Nothing seems biomancer-specific. It all seems relatively golem-focused. There were some arms and armor for helmed horrors, um, racks where like weapons would be held and shields and things like that. There were also, um, you could tell that there were storage spaces for um, traps, Talroth, um, just sort of spike blade traps that they could put under the um, under and along the walls of their tunnels, so Kruthix that were traveling in them um, could potentially be spiked or slowed as as they would travel down. 
Um, so it's a lot of storage space. It's a lot of repair space. Uh, no, nothing seems alive or active here. It seems once they've started collapsing tunnels, they've been moving a lot of their energy and efforts back north. Um, so, Ride, what was your second? Second. Eighty-two. Eighty-two. Okay. Um, in one of the rooms, however, you guys are going to find behind um, some. Uh, remnants of either I'm going to say pieces that of things that have perhaps come from the surface and or um, pieces of things that have been collected uh, down here. Um... I just need you to know for a moment, it sounded like you said the things that came from the surface and or, and I was like, we're on a forest moon. <laughs> I have been uh, hiding that reveal for years, guys, and <laughs> now, now is the moment that I need to let you know um, <laughs> it's a forest moon. Um, <laughs> No, you guys know if, that... If this is Endor, then every blade we've come across has to be a sunblade. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, it was also one of those moments that is... Uh, I've already described the planet as having multiple um, uh, climates, so clearly it can't be... can't be Endor. Um... That's just it can't be any of the planets from yeah, Star Wars because exactly. they get one climate. They get They're one, all one climate. weather. That's, so that's all they get. That is absolutely it. Um, so ride, roll me a third percentile, please. So close, sixty-eight. Eight. Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay. Um in one in here, you find a variety of pieces that have been um collected and there are there's a um couple of suits of armor that have been encrusted with a variety of gems. Um, those don't look particularly useful, although they do seem relatively valuable. Um, I will say that if you stuff the two suits into the bag of holding, um, just gold pieces wise, it's probably worth 2,000 gold pieces um, of the armor. And there is one uh, suit of armor that does stand out as being not embossed in gems or anything like that. You can tell that these were perhaps used for helmed horrors or animated armors, other sort of golem-like creatures in the past. Uh, one of them was made out of adamantine. So it is an adamantine scale mail. So, so do we want to grab that? 
Olarun, you lift, I'll open the bag. Sorak, help. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just start, like, throwing things. You guys collect it, you put it in the bag of holding to to no terrible effect. Um, now, flashing back forward to, to you on the blind corners, what would you guys like to do? Start quietly going around them. Okay. All right. Uh, then make me stealth checks, please. Uh, oh, we have new... Where our spells are back. I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace. Now he casts it. <laughs> so whatever you roll, add 10. Of Thank course. God. 35. 15. Okay. 29. Mm-hmm. 22. 30. 38. Okay. As you guys are rounding the corners, you do... Um, As you guys are rounding the corners, you are moving relatively quietly, and any noise that you're making, you're sort of is being covered by the the movements of the whatever creatures are around these corners. Um, with your passive perceptions, you can hear it is seemingly two metal foot um, sets of foot feet. Um, Sorak, you're leading them around the corners. You, you've made it to um, to just around the, the last uh, corner, you suspect. And um, and you are there. What would you like to do? We're coming around the last corner? Um, or You're on the blind side of the last corner. Okay, can I like pressed up against the wall just kind of shimmy over and try to try to like side eye see what's down that way um so remember it is a tunnel and you are on a walkway in the middle of it so you can maybe get on the ground and like kind of low scoot to try to see um you can't quite do the wall trick um as much as i love that visual it is it is yeah So, um, you, you do, you peek around the corner, you do see two helmed horrors that are moving, um, moving stuff out of another of the rooms that you have, um, sort of been emptying as you, as you have gone. Okay, there are two helmed horrors. There are two suits of armor just kind of walking around. Is that, that's what a help horror is. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, you guys had done checks on these previously. So if you... Um, I can, I'll can. i just tell you to save save us a little bit of time. Helm tours are golems. They are suits of armor, animated armor, but they are intelligent by comparison. They are capable of speech and, underst- and following the intent of commands rather than the... Um, Rather than the than literal, the literal interpretation of that. Okay. These, it's the smart golems. That's what's over here. We have the smart ones. 
Uh, do we just want to tell them we want to take those to their leaders? Yes. All right. Um, I'll go first. And I'm kind of going to come up, arms up, no weapons. Okay. And just, uh, hello, gentlemen! Or them. Hello, them. They. You. Take us. Sorry. Go ahead. Please. No, no, please. You you were still talking. Go ahead. <clears throat> Take us to your leaders. Um, the, the helm tours stop. One of them, they're... One of them is holding a crate. The other one it had been just about to like go into the room to grab, to grab some more boxes and racks of things, um, and it, they both sort of stop. And there is no face beneath the um, beneath the nose bridge and and the um, sleek wrapped helmets, um, but you can see them sort of twist and look at each other, and then look at you. As though they are contemplating um, what what to do, um, and one of them slowly starts to put down the box, and the other one sort of um, you hear a a voice that is not its own, um, but it is just sort of a reverberation throughout the metal um, that is who is. Who is we? Myself and my compatriots. We are called the Archivists. They look at each other and they look back at you and there is no one behind you. I'll step out. Okay. <laughs> Any time now. <laughs> I'll kind of like step out behind him. Just okay. Um, one second. Burns is not stepping out. Um, so and and he's sort of he's sort of waiting to the back. And when Raven starts to move forward and, and realizes that not all of you are, are showing yourselves, she's going to be like, I'm not, I'm not doing that then. Um, they, they look at each other and they look at the three of you now. And um, you are not authorized to be here. Correct. How did you get in? Ah, yes. Um, well, we got here after we helped defeat the Kruthix invasion on your laboratory. Make a persuasion check. I will pull out some of the armor from the bag of holding that we took off the bodies. Okay. But I think he nat 20'd anyway. You know, not nat 20'd, but damn close. I rolled a 19 uh, with my persuasion of minus one. That gives me 18. Nicely done. 
Um, one of the, so the one that has put the crate down will um, stand up. The other one steps into into the room. Um, you can hear some things moving around. And um, when he returns, he has a sword and a shield. Um, and you you hear um, the one that had set the crate down um, say to you, follow me. And it will um, very skillfully, without looking uh, where it's going, start to backpedal um, as it keeps its eyes on you. The one that has armed itself sort of waits there for you guys to, to move past it. And that's when I'm going to look back to the now only two people standing behind me, and I'm going to say, Come on, folks, I think we're honored guests. Of course, I'm not a coward, and I'm going to start walking. <laughs> and I, I will come out and follow Sarai. Okay. Now, Roth, what are you up to? Ugh, are Burns and Raven moving out? Um, Raven is getting ready to. You, you notice Burns doing something with his cloak. Just kind of whisper over. Uh, Burns, scale of 1 to 10, good or bad idea? I have no idea. I don't think it's particularly good because last time I was here, I was locked in a chamber and had needles stuck in me. But that might have skewed my personal perspective on the subject. I mean, we're the last two. I mean, what do you think? Should we just try it on, try it on our own, or should we uh, join them? Well, I suppose if we don't join them, they're going to be very suspicious of us, and we will have undermined our entire effort. So, age before beauty. Uh, he, um, you notice he, he as he he stands up, um, Tauroth. You can see he's cast a version of darkness within his own cloak. Um, and so he is, um, it's sort of completely blacked out. He's just this walking, like, um, like shadow in the cloak. He is the ghost of Christmas future, um, for, for lack of better analogy. Um, and without skeletal bum hands, but he's got his hands wrapped up in his, in his cloak. Um, so he steps around the corner, um, and keeps his head down, uh, monastery monk style. Yeah, I'll just make sure my hood is up and just walk out with him. Okay. As you guys pass um, the the Helmed Horror, you'll hear, you can hear or look back if you want. Um, it sort of walks around the corner to check and see if there are more of you back there. Um, and af after a few moments, it does sort of turn back and, and begin to head that, head behind you. Um, you guys follow these golems, these constructs, for for about. Let me see. For almost an hour, and they lead you winding through through the tunnels, and at different points, they sort of stop, and you hear you hear them. In a, um, in a language that I don't think any of you speak, um, one that is very mechanical in nature, uh, sounds like the ringing of steel against a, um, 
begins to forge iron anvil or or something along those lines. Uh, the twist of gears and the clicking of, of setups that they um, seem to be communicating with the other constructs in in the area. There are times where some bronze scouts sort of join the um, entourage, not uh, having to walk on the actual catwalk. You guys are led um, to what is a slightly larger door than the doors that you have um, encountered before. They stop at the doors and with a mechanical precision that can only have come pre-programmed, they uh, twist and turn the tumblers of the locks to their appropriate positions and uh, begin to open the doors. Yes. Um, go ahead. Uh, yeah, could I have watched what the combination would be? Um, sure. Make a perception check at disadvantage. It was an 18 and a 19 on the die, so that's a 26. <laughs> okay. It's it's very fast. Um, so you, But you do sort of catch... Uh, where they are. So if you need to open this particular door, you do you do have the combination for the for those four tumblers. Yeah. Um, Sorak. Um, you said that we were traveling for about an hour. They were leading us. Uh, can I tell if they were like trying to confuse us and lead us a little bit like roundabout in circles or make an insight check? Was... I'll take insight or survival. You can give me either one. I will then take survival for a uh, for a nineteen. Nineteen. Um, you don't. You did not double back on any paths. You did not travel in any circles, as best you can tell. You traveled in while well, a very circumferous route, um, perhaps the most direct route available. Cool. Thank you. You did pass a number of doors um, along the way. You ignored. All of them, I would say, it, over the course of an hour, you probably passed uh, 10, 10 or 11 doors. Um, this one does stand out slightly by the size. And once they open it, you, you begin to, as you step inside, there is a bright blue light that um, emanates and washes over the um, these constructs, these armored constructs, as they begin to walk into the area. Sorak, since you are the first of the party through the door, um, you can see that there is your your catwalk continues to be a slightly raised platform, and there is a small um, descending ladder. Uh, not small, but uh, three steps, very few steps wide. Yeah. Um, descending ladder to what is a... Um, large metal platform with um, with rails. And the platform is about um, let's say maybe 20 by 20 in in size. And there are, are you'd say about a quarter of it at least is kind of loaded up with crates. Um, and the, the Helmed Horror uh, descends the staircase and uh, goes and stands on in the far corner 
of the platform. And underneath what is emanating the light is these um, licks and pops, this crackling bit of blue electricity um, that is beneath the platform. Well, this seems fancy. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I didn't even ask what. Uh, and I speak to the one who wasn't, who isn't armed. Uh, what is? Uh, what's your name? It doesn't respond. Okay. I turn to Sirak and I'm like, types. "Do you think we're speaking to like?" somebody like far away who's like controlling them from here like like someone in a booth somewhere kind of like uh this is my helmed horror that i am piloting in this instance i have no designation verbal communication is a um subpar form of information transference you're right i've often thought interpretive dance to be the most optimal Nothing. Dan, I'll press sending or message into mm -hmm. the one that was talking. Mm -hmm. Um, do you, do you have who's in charge here? Makes no response. She's going to curse an Elven. Seems unmoved. At the back of the line, uh, the one that is armed um, begins tapping um, its feet to kind of menacingly uh, not it, I'm going to say this in the dumbest Simpsons reference ever. It, its sword is pointed. It is not attacking, but it's walking. So if you want to be in the way of its sword and get poked by it, that's up to you. But we're <laughs> walking forward. Uh, it seems <laughs> to be saying. Well. Okay. Everybody else, so you guys are getting on the platform? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, you are all loaded onto onto the platform. Um, the last um, the helm tour comes on last, and uh, once the door is closed to the chamber, um, the blue light begins to really emanate, and you you guys kind of have to shield your light, your eyes. In fact, if you don't want to shield your eyes, I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. And what is this from? Um, this is from the blue light of the lightning that is beneath. Um, it's beginning to reflect throughout the chamber. As you guys can hear the crackling and pop, and anybody with hair starts to sort of stand on end. Your your feathers, Sirak, are, are feeling very staticky in general. Um, and the, the light begins to get kind of blinding. Um, so... If you're not covering your eyes, make me a constitution saving throw. I'm not covering my eyes. 
That's a 19 from me. Okay. Um, Thosin, you squint, and, and you, you kind of uh, do your best. It, it, it You are not blinded um, by, by the light. You sort of are able to keep your eyes mostly, not completely open, but you shield them in such a way that you can still see. Um, anybody else? Everybody else covering your eyes? Okay. Um, with your eyes covered, what is a, a relative surprise to you is the sudden uh, quick launch of this platform down uh, down the tunnel. Um, not quite roller coaster, but sort of a, a lightning rail of, uh, of, I will say, uh, probably not designed for fleshy things, um, <laughs> but, uh, but down you guys go. And it is, it is extremely fast, um, a speed which you, you don't quite uh, know. As it comes to a stop, it does begin to um, rapidly slow down enough. Um, so the launch was, I'm going to say, Hulk-like. The stop is far gentler. Um, as as you guys come to come to a stop in another very similar chamber, the lights begin to dim. The lightning diminishes, and the helmed horror that was armed um, now is the first person off of the the raft, and uh, goes and opens the door as you guys are being ushered. And back into the the other part. As you step into the hallways, you can immediately tell a few things. This is a much older portion of the of the place. Um, the lights are brighter. The power sources seem to be stronger. This is no longer the fringes, um, and you no longer believe it is just golems that are around. Five minutes afterwards, maybe ten at most traveling down these hallways, you are presented uh, a very large door that the Helmed Horror will open for you, and it creaks uh, almost rust-like when it does, and it begin and it steps through. And you can hear the ringing in its chest plate as it um, declares, We have brought archivists and they sort of doom, 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 step to the side, step to the side. In this chamber, it is a big chamber. It is circular, um, except for at the far end, it does sort of uh, get cut off by a um, another door. But this door is magically inscribed. A wide variety of runes seemingly lock it off. Your platform is no longer the hold catwalk. It is a solid piece. It does not rattle quite as much. It's far more sturdy. What you do notice is that just beyond the, the edges are is a large pool. Um, and you can sort of see it b runs beneath your feet. And you can hear um, things moving um, in the area. As you guys step into the chamber... Um, the door closes behind you. And with a wash and a grace um, that is admirable, up onto the platform sweeps these four 
um, blue skinned, blue and green skinned, slightly aquatic looking um, biomancers. They are. Um, they are elegant and refined, and yet at the same time, they are um, alien, oddly fish-like in certain instances, and fairly sleek. One thing I will note is that it seems most of their heads are bald, except for um, these almost coral-like growths that start right at the crown of their head and sort of creep forward and around behind their ears and and up on, into their neck and, and down their spine a little bit. Um, they sort of stop and look at you. You were here before. Yes, we were. If I'm not mistaken, your last visit ended in our brother's demise. A great tragedy, which we are very sorry for. Shit, I forgot. You never apologize. D&D means never saying you're sorry, kids. Always remember that. Three of them sort of take small steps forward and not menacingly, but almost as though they're they're eyeballing you in a way that they're, they're taking an assessment of each It is bold of you to have returned. Why have you come before us this day? We would know more of you, and why... what your purpose is here. They continue to sort of eye you for a moment. Hmm. And you can see the eyes of the three of them that are um, looking over you, uh, sort of glow in a crystalline and a crystalline blue and amber mixed together. They're very reflective. Um, the one that is speaking doesn't isn't engaging their activity. Um, she, however, well, purposes change, it would seem. We were elevated, to guide this land to safety against the Uthic menace. But now we find ourselves at a crossroads of purpose. Hmm. 
so as to help with the elevation, we all took care of the Kruthic menace. Our golem reports something <laughs> similar, but perhaps a little less um, generous as your behavior. Oh, I wasn't in any way meaning to say it was done for you, just that it was something that we have taken care of. Make me perception checks. Let's just go with 15. In this instance, your passive doesn't doesn't help you. So. I, in that case, 8. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see if you guys recognize a, a very fine detail. Um, so. 16. 16. 26. 26. 26. 26. Nice. Those. Uh, 19. 19. Uh, one second. Let's see if. What do our elf I see? I'm going to tell you. Um, Thosin, you, you don't recognize this, unfortunately, but the two elves do. Um, on these four biomancers, they on their hands, they are webbed. They they have sort of their amphibian-like um, uh, sort of sheen to their skin, a gorgeous kind of blue and and green. Um, nature and the light that emanates from the pools beneath sort of all enhances this. And you do notice that they they all have six fingers on on both of their hands. But what you what is actually the part that Teride and Elroth notice is that there is scars scarring um, along the hand. Uh, where the sixth finger looks to have been either grown recently or added onto. Um, it, it does not, it is not seamless. There's a very fine sort of um, new flesh kind of thing happening with with the sixth finger. You get the feeling they were not born with, with they were born with five and had a sixth added. And the six is on the end, right? Like Yeah, it's after Pinky. Yep. Gross. Okay. Are all of them the same length? Or are they of differing lengths on each of the people? They all seem fairly uniform. Thank you. Not that I notice. You notice their fingers, which you don't notice is the is is the scar. You don't notice oh. that the so everybody can see that they have six fingers. That that part is it, your all of your passives get you that, and all of your checks at least get you that. What what is the specialty is that the these are not naturally born with or made with from inception uh, fingers. And our goal is to get the biomancers to leave, correct? Well, to leave the surface alone, I would say is is. Yeah. They can't move their whole lab. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But they had been attacking the surface 
with bullets and bronze scouts and um, iron cobras, and you would like that to stop. Um. Let's see, then uh, I guess I'll just be like, um, what is the. What has been the purpose for your forays onto the surface? Or the, the forays on your behalf to the surface? Hmm. Um, make insight checks. Give me a 16 again. Okay. Can I forgo insight and start humming? Sure. Rock, I saw you shake your head no. Now, Roth, what'd you get? Uh, dirty 20. Okay. And Thosin? 17. You know, uh, so all of you, except for Sirach and Saride, who's humming, um, you notice as, as they're sort of checking you guys out, when he asks about the surface, they um, very subtly, but enough to show, each of them sort of has a a like I'm gonna think about it moment, and it's almost as though they're they're they sort of have like a flashback or a memory or something that they that they kind of that kind of hits them, and you watch them kind of shake it off, uh, right? And the one that has been speaking to you is she leaves her head sort of down for for a moment as she. Um, rubs the bridge of her nose and spreads her hand out across her across her her temples. The lab required more mentally capable individuals to lead the golems and constructs of this lab. It's steward and been absent for so long. And you can notice that that she does cast her gaze towards Burns. Um, The experiments that had been done here for centuries had evolved to a place of extremes. No vessel held both the physical endurance and the mental prowess to accomplish the task, so hybrids were required. Vessels were needed. So these these vessels, did you just kind of pick them up wherever you found them and then just brought them back? One could say that, yes. As always, the surface provides. Okay. So, I... So... When you said the lab requires, 
is there is it is it like a, a power source or is it like a a type of um just experiments that you needed to fulfill the lab required a general to contend against a invasion The invasion of the Kruthix? Yes. And that's been stopped now. We have yes. succeeded. Yes. They can you can definitely say you have succeeded in that aspect. So I guess my my only question going forward is the forays onto the surface, would they would they continue with the absence of the Kruthix? You guys watch as they sort of um, you guys have had sent message asked among you guys enough that that you can kind of recognize when people are having uh, like a side telepathic conversation. Um, I'm gonna say your your insight checks were also good enough to, to recognize that these four people are are in communication with each other. They seem to be having a bit of a dispute as as to their particular next step. And eventually she'll she'll wave her hand and say that is something we are currently exploring. And it is as best I can understand why our servants and she'll she'll look at the helm horrors kinda like you dicks. Um, have brought you before us. Although, I will admit it is beneficial that they have brought the steward before us. And at this, Burns will finally and he'll he'll lift the hood. Well, you can't blame an old man for trying. Last time I was here, it was unpleasant. Last time you were here, you were providing vital ingredients. So, there is a debate. I, um, the steward's here, steward's back. So we could, um, we could all just go back to sleep and uh, everything would be fine. And um, even let you keep your surface bodies. Those are for you. That's a that's a parting gift. I don't think they want them back on the surface anyway. So, um, well done. Uh, yeah, right. That's that's good. Hmm? Right? No. Anybody? Anybody? Eula? Yes. Um, I just I just, just kind of stand behind him, just like. <laughs> Um, they they have a, t- a telepathic moment and um, Stuart we find that your past governance to be insufficient and so we are of a split mind perhaps were our brother still with us we would 
be able to break this deadlock between us, but half of us desire to enter the biome. The others believe that our true purpose lies in continuing our experimentation here. Yes, Sir Ryder. Has it been a minute? Um, sure. Yeah. Were they listening to me? Mm, maybe. Partially. Okay. Um, I'm going to step behind Thosin for just a second and get all pretty. Mm-hmm. And then step back out. Okay. And look at the lead biomancer and sort of motion to Burns. Mm-hmm. And very, very sweetly say, serve. Okay. And I'm trying to cast command. Okay. I realize this isn't going to work. Let me go get my battle rolling dice. <laughs> oh, fuck. Who thought it'd be me, right? Shuffling my cards. Uh, <laughs> let me look up the command spell. It's because with enthralling, well, it, it lasts for a minute and it's four people. So mm-hmm. technically it's all of them. Okay. But uh, wisdom have to make a wisdom throw. save. Uh huh. Mm hmm. One word command. Mm-hmm. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, sorry, you can't follow the command spell ends. There's no change language. You can't be directly harmful to it. Integral commands. Uh, Drop the gravel. Halt. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let me roll their wisdom saving throws. Uh, they do have advantage against magic, so the first two are. Oh no, no, come in. Scroll, scroll. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh. Okay. Biomancer. Wisdom save plus six. Um so the first one is a fifteen. And beats it, beats it. Second one is a nineteen. And uh the second set is an 18 and a 21. So as you as you indicate and, and your glory washes over them, you speak the command, serve, and they all and in a unified voice will will say No. I think we've served long enough. 
And we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to be back in five minutes, and we will see what happens then. Uh, stay with us, and we'll see you guys in just a few. But until then, stay back, everybody. We're Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Hi, I'm Cole. I still have half a steak sandwich in my mouth. I'm sorry, and I'm playing Olorun Dawnseeker, the ASMR Paladin Warlock. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm playing Saride Landir, the Eladrin Glamour Bard. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sarak, the Horizon Walker, Arakot for Ranger. Howdy, y'all. This is Mars. I'm playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scott that is not eating. Yeah. And I'm Carlos. I'm be playing those in Fahrenheit, the half orc Tiefling Forge Cleric. Okay. So, when last we left off, we had a few things happen really quickly. Um, I've double-checked the wording on some abilities, which kind of might change the way things happen. So, um, Saride had been performing for a minute, uh, a minute or more, humming a, a mountain lord song, uh, once halflings once sang in the halls of great men, uh, and had attempted to charm the, uh, Biomancers. They made wisdom saving throws, which they would have needed to do against that first. They saved. As per the ability, target succeeds on its saving throw. The target has no hint that you tried to charm it. So, they would, they would not have become hostile, and uh, Saride, knowing that they weren't charmed, because if they're charmed, they automatically fail the command. Um, but if she knew they weren't charmed, then would she have cast command? Is is the question? No. Okay. So, so we're gonna rewind. We're gonna we're gonna source code this up for for ten seconds, twelve seconds back. Um, Saride finishes her performance, and uh, just before she steps behind Thosin to prepare her mantle of majesty. Uh, she she realizes that they had not been overcome by the um, by the enthralling performance, and uh, and holds back. Um, Burns is going to to sort of speak up. I don't think you understand what you're trying to do by entering that biome. Well, that is where all the other living divinities exist. We deserve to be there as a will. Uh, Burn sort of looks around at, at you guys. Um, and that is dangerous. Who knows how many eons have passed within that chamber. And we intend to find out. Or you could, or we could run our own experiments up here. But for that, we would require you. And he sort of looks around at you guys. Like, I could open the door for them, let them in, but we run the risk of letting something out. Hmm. 
what do we run the what could possibly be let out in that situation Quill before he left thought he would take his own stab at evolution biome is a pocket dimension held within that chamber its own world accelerated in time a hundredfold the civilizations that have risen and fallen in there no no one could predict type of life or death is unknowable and it may all just be dust and he, he'll look at the biomancers when he says that. Be that as it may, you could open the door for us, steward. So either you do so and allow us in. Or you willingly subject yourself back to the test tube, giving us all the material of life that we would require, thus leaving the surface alone. Burns sort of looks very nervous. He kind of looks around at, at you guys, sort of expecting you to like grab him. Jump in. I can I like slowly walk up to Burns. Yeah, but you you notice visibly that he kind of tenses as you do. Yeah, I take my hand, take my hands up, put them up. Sure. And I go and I turn to place my left one on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I turn and I look to him. And I go, Mister Burns. I know all too well what happens when you feel like your choice is taken away from you. I don't, I can only speak for myself, but I would not presume to take that from you. Any choice you make will be made by you, and I will not stand in the way of that. And I remove my hand and I stand back. Burn sort of looks around at the rest of you for a moment, seeing what what your intentions are. I'm still standing near him, mm -hmm. but just watching everything, just trying to read the room, looking at everything. Definitely hood up, or sorry, hood down, uh, cloak around, and just very slowly getting my hand on a weapon, just in case. Okay. Just, I'm just being ready for whatever happens. Okay. So, my math is a little bad, uh, Mr. Burns. Uh, so, time in the biome moves at a hundredfold 
he kind of gives you Give the more, more, more or less. It's faster. Okay. Yeah, faster yeah. time. Yes. These people want to go in the bio. Yes. And our only issue is making sure that nothing comes out of the biome, because once they're in there, they're in there. They can't come out, right? Right. And you guys, you're good with eternity in that bubble? Um, two of them seem very excited at the idea. Two of them less excited, but if that's the way it goes, they'll go. If you don't mind my asking, what are you hoping to find in there? Perfection. Can I can I offer a bit of a counterpoint? Joel? So two of you seems like you want to stay here. Or at least continue doing experiments. And the other two want to go investigate the biome. Am I on some sort of track here? Yeah, they they seem to relatively agree. Yeah. Okay, okay, so, so, how about this, all right? You two continue doing your experiments here, but with significantly less abductions, and there's a thing uh, we like to call recruitment. You know, you may find some villagers who are down on their luck and in need of some type of, I don't know, financial boon. And they may be willing to offer some of their, shall we say, genetic material for these types of experiments, provided they live. And the two of you go into the biome for all of eternity, and we stand guard to ensure that nothing escapes whilst you two enter. Make a persuasion check. Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna do this as a, as a as a few, and um and there's a third part to this. So the first persuasion check is to persuade the the two to go into the biome and leave the other two behind. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's right. see what that check is. Uh, twenty five. Okay. Sounds good. The second check is to persuade the two that want to stay to uh, not do abductions, um, which they which they are willing to do with if Burns stays and and he's he's going to live forever. They can just siphon life energy off of him and and make weird things if they want. Okay. Are they are they mentioning that that is the the uh, yes the the, the price? Um, they, can I turn? They had mentioned that previously. Okay. Can but I turn to Burns? You have suggested that they seek volunteers. So that yeah. so that is what you're trying to persuade them. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to kind of like get it to be like maybe Burns can come by every once in a while and offer some. You know, mm-hmm. you know, in in order just to satisfy their their experiment requirements, okay, enough not to the point where he has to live his entire life, you know, trapped. And I want to see if he's amenable to that. At, at that that will be our third check. So okay, let's see if you can convince them 
to be um, less abducty. It's really all I'm looking for. Okay. Uh, that's a 26. Okay. Sounds good. Last check. Burns. Convince him that he is going to to come back and do a B in experiments and not get trapped and stuck here forever. That is where things get a little iffy, because that's a 14. Okay. Burns does not believe you, but everybody else does seem to be on board with this. Um, and and they seem to kind of have the have these conversations back and forth. Burns is like, I I sincerely do not trust these people. They are absolutely mad. You know that, right? Like they they are going to stick me in a tube and with needles and the, like stabbing. And it's not it's not good. It's bad. Very bad. I'm gonna carefully put a free hand on Burns' shoulder and just kind of lean into a whisper to him. Mm-hmm. All right, look, I know this is probably a shit sandwich you're facing to eat, but if it does come down to it, we could try to fuck him up. But if we can try to get out of this without ourselves getting fucked up, Let's see what we can do first, because if we can make them them eat the shit sandwich, I am all for that. All right. All right, all right. All right, all right. Well, I will open the gate to the bio to allow these two to enter. However, I require that everyone else leave. I don't want to be forced in there. No, no, you all stay. Archivist, you hang out. I don't want you other biomancers hanging around. You're creepy and you're weird. You want to put me in two. These were arrows as I set them. Um, they, they seem to acquiesce. They don't want to get dragged into the biome either. They're going to take the Helm Porters with them. Um, Burns looks at you all to see you. And he's like, you. All right. Good job, Thosen. You, you all are certain of this? All right. Burns goes over and begins to enter all of the appropriate um, arcane vigils needed to open needed to open the Bible. The lights twist bounce. They emanate from around the um, the ring, and they begin to spread and shine. I would like you all to roll me a percentile. Thirty-five. 
12. 10. 71. The meaning of life. Okay. Got it. 42. 42. Okay. The door twists and the metal screams and right at its edge there seems to be this wall of liquid, this water form, this barrier. And they sit there subtly for a moment in awe, the biomancers keeping their eyes fixed on this point. And they slowly begin to step forward, their hands each outstretched, tentative, almost fearful. One of them sort of touches the liquid barrier and a ripple rolls out from around it and he sort of it's cold and the other looks at him and they both sort of acknowledge the moment that is happening between them and then they step forward the liquid enveloping them as they as they move into the space um, their bodies disappear beyond the beyond the horizon and burns looks sick looks nervous and rapidly begins to hit the um, the the runes to begin to close the door. The door that closes painfully slow as it begins to to creak down and and out. And as it does, as you say, painfully slow. I'm going to grab out my bow and arrow. Okay. There is a. Um, how many of you rolled an odd number? How many of you rolled an even number? Okay. There is this stretch of, um, wild tentacle that comes flailing first to catch the door, and then three or four more uh, as this mouth uh, begins to um, creep its way into reality. Like everyone to flip for initiative, please. Okay. I hate you, Eric. First. <laughs> well, first, I believe, are the tentacles. Yes? Yeah. On the ace? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so. They're going to, three tentacles come shooting out. Uh, they're going to attack Ulrun, Sorak, and Thosin in that order. Um... Okay, that is Ulrun. That is a 17 to hit. Uh, that misses. Okay, nice. Um, up next, that is a 22 against Sirak and a 22 against Thosin. So... With that, you guys are going to take each of you are going to take 18 points of bludgeoning damage and you guys are grappled. Um, okay. Who's next? Uh, that would be Thosin. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I am grappled. You are grappled. That yes. changes things. Yes. Um, crap. You are grappled and restrained. So, I am going to attempt to break the grapple. Okay. Yep. Um, athletics or acrobatics check. DC is 16. Fifteen. Okay. That was your action. Any bonus actions? Um, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Because I have to see if they're verbal or just... So I wouldn't be able to cast anything somatic, would I? Uh, technically, you can. Being grappled and restrained oh. doesn't stop you, but it does give you disadvantage on your attack rolls. Okay, then I am going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. Um, and so a giant anvil will appear. Okay. And bash against the tentacle. You said it's me and Sorak that are like... Yeah. I'm going to make a bash against the tentacle that's holding Sorak. Okay. Go for it. Make your attack roll. Uh, 23 to hit. Yeah, that's going to hit. Roll your damage. Uh, nine force damage. Nine points of force damage. Okay. Uh, it is going to make a concentration check to try to continue to hold. Um, that's going to succeed against the minimum of 10. All right, after Ozen, uh, who's up next? Uh, Sarai is next. All right, Sarai, so what do you got? Bonus, ac bonus action, eight temp points for everybody, if you can. Okay. Um, you can use your reaction to move 30 feet. Okay. Everyone except for Burr. Okay. And action uh first level magic missile okay hold for rolls sounds good 
two damage? Um, it should be three d four. See, it just has me roll one. Oh, it rolls one. Oh, it has you roll one and then multiply it by three. So it's six damage. Because that's cool. technically the right way for the spell to be cast, but it's the dumb way. Did that. Okay. Um, so it is. That's one, two, three saves. Um, so it continues to hold on to rock, but it does take the six damage. Okay. Up next. But did anybody uh, want to I, use I, their reaction to move? Can I reach uh, the 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 tentacle flailing with Sarak? Yes, yes like you can. can get to. Save save Thosen. I'm going to be out of here in a minute. Okay. Oh, then I'll go to the one. Yeah, I'll go to the one with with Thosen in it then. All right, but first we have Talroth. What are you up to? Uh, was that with the reaction that Olerun was moving? That is a good question. I believe so. Yes. Would you like to move with your reaction? Yeah, if I see all the room booking it for the tentacle, then I would use my reaction to book it for the same tentacle. Okay, sounds good. You you guys get up in the tentacles. Tentacle doesn't have a face, so. And yeah, um, just take a chance on this one. I'm not going to use the double bladed, but I'm just going to pull out the magic dagger that I have. Okay. Just in case and just try to t- take a swipe with the tentacle and just try to get to let go of Thosin. Okay, let's do it. That is a 22 to hit. That's going to hit. Um, sneak attack on the tentacle? Yeah. That flesh. Do it. <laughs> It's got blood. Make it bleed. Well, Tell no, me you, makes you me bleed my own blood. You, uh, I guess to sneak attack one of those little, like, suction cup thingies, you're like, I'm gonna <laughs> cut that off! <laughs> Cake and calamari! So that's going to be 18 damage. 18 damage, okay. Um... That does make it drop Thosin with a natural two on the dice. Yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty easy, pretty hard for it to fail, but it does. Um, it, it rolls below ten. So Thosin, you come thunking onto the floor. You are prone, uh, but you are no longer grappled or restrained. Okay. Uh, anything else, Tauroth? You had a bonus action, I believe. Uh, bonus action. I'll just dash over to the tentacle with Sorak. Okay. The tentacle will get an attack of opportunity on you. That's fine. Okay. That's a natural 20. Um, so that is going to be grabbing dice. That's going to be 28 points of damage. And you are grappled. All right. Since I had used my reaction before my turn, would my reaction have reset? Yes. Uncanny dodge. Okay. 14 points of damage, bludgeoning damage, and you are grappled. 
All right, up next, Olarun. So, uh, you know, t- so Dozen was just dropped, but now Talros in trouble. Sorox mm-hmm. already told me that he's got this. So, I guess I'm just gonna swing at the tentacle that has uh, Talroth. Okay, sounds good. Um, so I am going to uh, first attack. Uh, that's a twenty-three to hit. Twenty-three does hit. Um, that is uh, fifteen points of slashing damage on the first attack. Okay. Um, and can because I forgot to do this. Um, it drops Talroth. Excellent. Um, then can I? Uh, let's see. Can I bonus action hex the 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 one that I was attacking? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually I'm gonna bonus action hex the one that's on. Uh, um. The one that's on um, Sorak. Okay. And give it disadvantage on strength checks. Okay. So disadvantage on the grapple. Sounds good. Um, and then I'm just going to attack the the other one a second time. Okay. That's a soft 20 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. And uh, only nine points of damage this go around. Okay, nine points of damage... Nicely done. And I believe that's it for Olorun. Last but not least, Sirak. Uh Struggling in this uh, tentacle, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to see, if you're looking at him, you're going to see Sirak's eyes go the uh, gray color for which he usually calls upon his force uh, magics. And you'll see mist begin to swirl around him, and he disappears and appears thirty feet back. Using we got the bamfing bird, guys. <laughs> and so I'll have misty step thirty feet back. Okay. Um, then I'm gonna take an extra, you know, an extra ten feet back, mm-hmm. a little hippity hoppity back a little bit because you know just got just got the crush by a tentacle. And uh, with that, I will uh, attack it twice, and I'm going to, with my plus one arrows, are those also a plus one to hit as well as plus one? Yeah. I'm going to pull out two plus one arrows. Okay. uh, And I'm going to attack. Uh, Ooh, okay. That's going to be a 13 and a 24. 13 misses, 24 hits. All right. 24 hits, so that's going to be just just a D8. 3 plus 4 for 7 plus 1 because it's plus 1 for just 8 damage. Piercing. Okay, nice. That sounds good. Uh, new round. Oh, and sorry, I wanted to specify that was to the one we've been hitting. Got the it. one that had those. Understood. All right. The door continues to descend. It is um, about halfway. Uh, so you guys have, you think, two more rounds before the door closes. Um, but one of those tentacles is holding it up. So, up top on the order is. Olarun. Olarun. 
Okay, I'm gonna just keep hitting the one on me uh, until it dies. Sounds good. Uh, so first attack. Uh, 17 to hit? 17 barely hits, but that's it. Do it. Hey, there it is. Uh, 13 points of slashing damage. 13 points of slashing damage. Nice. Okay. Anything else? Keep going. Over and over. Uh, yeah, I've got another attack. Uh, I'm also going to use a bonus action Maddening Hex so that the other thing with my Hex uh, mm-hmm. on it, the other tentacle, immediately has to take five points of psychic damage. Okay. Um, and then uh, second attack on the tentacle again is a 26 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. And that is a 13 points of slashing damage. 13 points of slashing damage. Nicely done. Okay. After your turn, I believe, is the bad guys on a 10. Uh, So the tentacles begin flailing about one of them. That um, There's one holding up the door. The other three, one is going to swing and attempt to grab Burns uh, with a natural one. Burns, you survive! You <laughs> bastard, I did not expect it. You live! You live another day! <laughs> Wait, did you say, so there are three attacking and there's one that's holding up the door? Yes. Thank you. Yep. Uh, and then, so the other two, Olorona, you've been hitting it the most, and uh, Talroth, you're closest. So you're closer than Sorak. So, one to each of you. Uh... Natural three and natural two. Um, I need have a huge plus, though. So, 15 and 16. 16 to Olorun, 15 to Tauroth. Okay. Nope, that business. So, we've learned Cody requires digital dice to hit anything, but that's good to know. Uh, Keep rolling, Cody. Sure. Keep rolling. That was, that was like a plus 12 to hit, wasn't it? Or yeah. plus 13. Yeah, it's a plus, it's a plus 13. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, after after that, means that he has to roll above a four to hit me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Talroth. Yeah, those were a little too close for comfort. So, yeah, the one that swung at Burns. Uh, okay. Well, just trying to imagine positioning right now. So you guys have primarily been hitting um, one. Number two. Yeah. Oh, number one. Y- yeah. Because they've all been, you've all been hitting the one that had grabbed Thozen. Yes. Yeah. The only thing that's hurt the one that originally grabbed Sorak was some psychic damage from Maddening Hex. Hex thingy. So the one that you guys have been hitting is barely holding up. You've almost cut the thing in half. All right, let's do it. Okay, because there's nobody in melee with Tentacle 2. Um, Tentacle 3 is in melee with Burns. So it's Tentacle 1 that we damn near cut in half so far. Yes. Okay, so I'll just kind of slide myself under the tentacle to kind of position myself and mm-hmm. just bring the dagger around and just try to, especially since it's a like that Japanese tanto that I bought. Yeah, I'm just gonna try to fillet that piece of calamari. Nice. Okay. 
that is a 23. That'll hit. Twenty-one damage. Nice. Okay. With the twenty-one points of damage, that is more than enough. The oh, actually, actually I rolled um, one less sneak attack die than I needed to, so twenty-five. Twenty-five, even even more. Um, <laughs> the tentacle does. You finish severing the last bit of the tentacle. You you stab deep to the point where your your hand and arm are almost engulfed, and as you slide through, you hear the heavy flop and. The blood stuff that is inside of it is almost like a crystalline blue, crystalline green, um, and it pours down over your arm. And as you slide underneath it, Talroth, you you look back. It's a freaky color, and you, you're sort of like, "Is this going to burn me? Is it going to eat me? What like what is this?" And you watch as these little crystalline, um, almost like bugs, uh, little crystalline like four-legged entities. Um, sort of lift off of it. The, the blood crystallizes and solidifies almost instantly and begins to lift off and it crawls very creepily off of your body and begins running essentially back into the portal. And when you guys see that that tentacle that's landed, all of the it begins to rapidly deflate and it, as it's essentially filled with this programmable crystalline matter um, that is nigh unto perfection, um, and it, it begins, they all begin rushing back to the portal, leaving behind this tentacly-like skin, subdermal, or dermal layer, apologies. Um, up next, Talroth, what was the rest of your turn? Um, aside from what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, just bonus action dash back mm-hmm. to Burns. Okay, yeah, Burns is, Burns is near the portal. It should be noted because that's where he has to be to put the runes in to, um, to send the bad man away. Um, so. so bonus action up two birds. Got it. Absolutely. Uh, so rock. I am going to uh, take my full thirty feet of movement, uh, twenty-five. Sorry, feet of movement over so I can get a uh, clear shot to the one that's actually holding up the door. Okay, sounds good. I'm going to bonus action, cast Hunter's Mark on it. Okay. And then I'm going to shoot it twice. Sounds good. Let's do it. Ah, again. All right. That's going to be a 25 and a 12 to hit. 25 hits. So that'll be... 8, 12, 13 points of piercing damage okay. to that one. Nice. Yeah. It, it, it's not grappled the door, so it's still holding it up, but it um, I will say no, it doesn't It doesn't drop at all. It's holding it pretty firm, but the arrow sticks in it. A little bit of that crystalline blue blood does begin to fall, and then it, it sort of becomes those creatures. Uh, up next, Thosin. Okay, the, I'm not near one in melee, correct? Not anymore. No, Talroth uh, dropped that uh, that tentacle. Okay, I would get somewhere where I'm within 30 foot range of everyone, and okay. I'm going to cast uh, Beacon of Hope. Okay, yeah, um, you, you catch everybody. So everyone has advantage on wisdom saving throws, death saving throws, and all uh, healing is maximum. Okay. And then... Uh, 
Does anyone look bad? Some people have taken some hits, but I don't know anybody's terrible. Alright, no problem. Um, Then I'll just put Beacon of Hope, and then I'm going to move away from the portal and the tentacles. Okay. Um, My movement, and then my bonus action will be to slam the uh, spiritual weapon against... Is Talroth attacking one? Um, he's over near one by Burns. You could move it and hit that. Then want. I'll hit that one. Okay. Sounds good. That's number three. That's probably going to be a miss. Uh, Eleven. Eleven misses. Yeah. Sorry. That's all good. Okay. After those in Saride. So bonus action healing word for Sirak. Okay. So eight heal. Nice. Maximum eight. And then, um, first level magic missile at Tentacle? Yeah. That's on burns? That's on burns. Okay, Tentacle four. Got it. Or three. Four? Okay, so four, eight, twelve. Twelve points of damage. And free action vomit. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's not gross. It's it's sort of like um, you know the crystals. Okay. What that I just form. saw was a tentacle, which she doesn't like in the first place. Deflate. Yes. And little bugs crawl out of it, and now just the tentacle with the sticker parts that. <laughs> that's what's left on the floor. They well, took the worst part of the octopus and left it and then skittered back into the void. She would like to vomit, please. Okay, that's fine. It's, I wouldn't say it's like skittering. It's more like, you know, the frost that you see like on the window real up close as it moves. I'm from Florida, my dude. Okay. Um, I'll sh- you know, the <laughs> the frost monger, the heat monger, what I, I don't know. I don't have a, a Florida reference. Um, that sounds good. So right, uh, new round. But the skittering was not my problem. It's the tentacle. <laughs> oh, got it. The it's- tentacle. <laughs> uh, bad guys are on a queen uh, let's see I will say that as as the last of the blood the crystalline blood leaves it the tentacle itself begins to break down into the little crystalline pieces and rush back into the <laughs> I'm trying to help <laughs> All right, Talroth, you win on decks. You are up first. Would Burns be considered like threatening the tentacle or no? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the one that was taking a swing at him, I'm just going to kind of get be just kind of intercepted from Burns, just kind of keep him protected, okay. and just screaming, "What the fuck is that thing? What the?" Fuck are those crystals? Close the damn door. I'm trying. That's a... I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> That's a 19 to hit. 19 does hit. Uh 
24 damage. Nice. That is really good. Okay. Anything else? Tell Roth. Uh, bonus action, just keep yelling. Okay, more yelling. Got it. <laughs> and, and Burns continues to yell back at you. Um, so, Talroth, uh, and I'm going to say Olorun, you guys are the ones really in, in melee with these things, fighting them. So, they're going to continue to target you. So, Olorun and Talroth. Oh, dropped that one. Um, Olorun, you got a 16. Um, Talroth, you got a way 30 plus something. Um, 31. So, uh, it is going to... 16 doesn't come after me. Say what? No, just being an ass. Sorry. Okay. Um, so that is going to be 13 points of bludgeoning damage, and you are grappled. Uncanny dodge. Okay. So that'll be seven. Seven, please. All right. Sirak. I am going to move up to get within 30 feet of the tentacle that is holding the door up. Okay. I am going to notch my arrows and the same gray energy mm-hmm. flows from my eyes as I cast Planar Warrior and I'm going to hit it twice. Let's do it. Actually, actually hitting it twice. Okay. I didn't really want to. Yeah, okay, well... You have to want it, Sirak. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to tell yeah, you. You have to want it. I wanted it so much for only a two and a four. Well, is how much I wanted it, and that yeah, wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. It was not. Okay. Well, <laughs> good to know. Um, after Sirak, we have Sirite. Who looks worse? Probably Talroth. Damn it! Alright. Fine. He gets a second level. What is it? Dwiagenshi? 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 So. Second level. 12 healing? Okay, 12 points of healing. Is that okay? Does he feel better now? Alright. And uh, first. Level magic missile. Okay. Which one? The one that's on Burns? Yeah. Sounds good. The one that's now okay. grappled Talroth. Um, or, yeah, Talroth. Uh, then, yeah. Um, so that's six total. It's so two. Two, two, two. two. Okay. Um, yep. Saves, saves, and. Oh, no. I need just one that, that time. And drops Talroth. There you go. Uh, after Saride Olorun. You're muted. The door is closing, right? The door is closing, yes. There's a tentacle holding it up. Okay. Uh, with all of my friends free, uh, can I move to the tentacle holding it up with without getting into an attack of opportunity? You are in melee with... Oh, no. Yeah. Um... Or was it because there was a new tentacle that came in and tried to attack me, but I didn't move to another one. You didn't, but the one that you psychic. So you, there is one in in melee with you. Yes. Okay. 
Um, so that one still has my hex on it? Yes. Okay. Then I am going to uh, bonus action do five points of damage to that. Okay. And since it's already on me, swing at it twice. Okay. Uh, so that is a 16 to hit. I don't think that does, right? Nope. 16 misses. Okay. So second attack is an 18. That will hit. Okay. So that does uh, 11 points of damage plus my hex, which is another six points of necrotic damage. Okay. Uh, and I'm also going to throw on a Divine Smite onto that at third level. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one, two, three, four, D8. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one, two, three, four. They need a Smite calculator. Um, for Oh, God, that rolled really bad. Uh, only 10 points of extra Radiant damage on that. Okay. Nice. Well, still, that was 33 points of damage in the round. So, not bad. Yep. All right, after Olorun Thosen. Okay, right, I am going to cast... God, do I want to do it? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Uh, level 2 healing or uh, cure wounds on myself. Okay. Which will be 18 heal, which is exactly what I lost. Nice. And I will bonus action spiritual weapon against uh, is there still one near Burns? Yes. Then yes, that one. Okay. Let's do it. That's cocked. That's worse. Okay. Um, that's like seven. Okay. Seven's gonna gonna miss. Alright. After those in new round. Oh, nope, that doesn't count. Alright. There we go. Seven. I see some aces up top. So, Tauroth, you are up first. Gosh. Um, yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna swing this tentacle. Just continue yelling at birds. Close the fucking door! The tentacle's holding it up. That is a 17. A 17 barely hits. Yeah, the tentacle is, is bloodied and uh, and dripping crystalline um, critters onto the onto the ground. Um, bonus action. Can I try to grab one of those things? Sure. Uh, what would I have to roll for that? Make a. Make a dexterity, an unarmed dexterity check. So a d20 plus dex? Yep. That is 17. Okay. 
you you reach your hand into into the crystallines uh, as they're forming it, and and you snatch it, and you grab it, and you watch as out of the creases in your hand around your gloves, the the little bit of blue begins to eke up and out like sand. Uh, the tighter you try to hold it, it just pours out, reforms, and and continues to run away. Sneaky bastard. All right, Sirak. Um, <clears throat> this time I'm going to uh, hit the uh, creature, the tentacle holding the door up um, with two shots, um, casting Planar Warrior. Okay. And this time they're going to hit. Okay. That sounds good. Mother. One of them is going to hit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Alright. Uh, D6, D8, and an extra D8. So that's going to be 10, 15, 20. Yeah, uh, 20 damage. 20 points of damage. Nice. Okay. Anything else to rock? No, that's everything um, I believe for you. Yeah, I'm just going to be inspecting the fletching on some arrows after this. Okay, Olorun. Um, Okay, so I still got the one on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the it, so the door is still open because of because we can't get the one the one tentacle to let it go yet, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, and- I'm- Sorak <laughs> is trying. The arrows are the arrows are flying, and some of the I mean, when he's missing, they're going like into the portal. So those right, may return I'm, sometime as something. You I'm gonna uh, attack the tentacle on me again, okay. just to try and get it loose. Okay. Uh, that is gonna miss with a 16. It was mm-hmm. almost a 17, which so that's annoying. Uh. And the next one's a twenty-five to hit. Twenty-five does hit. Okay, so that is another fourteen points of damage. Okay. Uh, plus an extra three points for my hex. Okay. And then I'm gonna use my bonus action to have it take another five points of damage from maddening hex. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, that's that's well over bloodied now. Um, another good hit like that, and this this tentacle should be on the ground, liquefying. And that'll end my turn. Okay. Uh, after Olorun Thosen. Was that the one that's holding the door open? The one that's holding the door open is is has only been shot twice by Sirak, so that is a different tentacle. Okay, and then uh, another question for Burns to close the portal. Mm-hmm. Is he anywhere near the doors? Like he is. He is near the doors. He's near the portal. Um, Tauroth is standing next to him. He's he's been punching like runic buttons really fast. He's slowing down now. You think he's got like his part done, and you can hear Tauroth and him yelling back and forth. Tauroth mostly saying, close the door! And he's like, I'm trying! The tentacle's holding it up! The buttons won't work if he's still holding it! I did my part! But he's not touching the door, though. Uh, 
he's like on the side. He's like touching the the frame of it. Let's call it. Okay, and and the last. Sorry, I'm asking so many questions. What is the door made out of? Some sort of metal. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Um, I'm gonna cast heat metal on the door, so that it's okay. So up on the on the door that's upright. Okay. On the whichever one the tentacle's holding open. Sure. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Where... I get it. I get it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm gonna drop beacon of hope, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna cast heat metal on that. Okay. Oh, heat metal. Let's read you again. I read you every time somebody casts you. <laughs> All right. Heat metal. Um, I think it's too big. Uh, yep. Metal weapon or a suit? It doesn't. Um, because I think it says it has to be a medium. Sorry for making it complicated. Or medium metal armor. Um, let me go to the PHB just to make sure. Oh, that's awful. Come on. Where's that? Sorry, guys. I broke the game. You broke it. Okay. Heat metal. Magic jar. Arm. Haste. Heat metal. Um, medium metal armor, heavier, heavier medium metal armor that is within range. Here's what we'll do. It's big as a magic door. Um, I'll let you do it. I'm going to give him advantage on the, on the concentration check or we'll, I'll tell you what, we'll have the, we'll have the damage, um, because you can't eat the whole thing as much. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, does it just happen? Um, constitution saving throw or take... Oh, no, wait. That's for dropping an object. Yeah, so it has to make the con save to not drop it. Um, but you, the damage is automatic as long as you're concentrating on it. The so roll... Um, roll your 1d8 or 2d8 and have it either way. Um, uh, 13, you round up or down? Uh, I like rounding up, personally. Okay, so 7 is the halved. Okay. 7 points of damage and it makes a um, constitution saving throw of... Um, 13, uh, no, 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 14. Ah, he makes it. He makes it? Okay. Well, he's still holding it. You can continue to heat it on, on future turns. And he can, he'll have to continue to make that check. Um, Got it. But that and is seven. Weapon. Oops, sorry. Yeah, go for it. Roll it. The anvil's going to slam right into that same tentacle. Okay, sounds good. These dice are not liking me tonight. That's a natural two. Ooh, that's no. That's a no. Okay. After Thosin is Tentacles, um, Taroth, and Olorun. 
All right, Olorun, natural 20. Tauroth, natural 2. You know, uh, it kind of fits. And I'm going to... Uh, uh, as my, I'm going to use my reaction to cast Heavenly Rebuke on it. Okay, so that is going to be 30 points of damage. Oh. And deck save. Fails the deck save. Okay, it takes 11 points of Radiant damage. 11 points of Radiant damage. Um, you are grappled, and then you radiant it. Uh, it saves against the that, so you are grappled. Correct. It does have disadvantage on strength checks. Oh wait, no, that's a save. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, a, a concentration check is yep. what I'm giving. No, it, no, essentially. no worries. That's good. Okay. Um, that is it for the bad guys. So ride. Yeah. Um, how far is Olorun from me? Olorun is 30 feet. Because I can't give him my healing word, so I have to go over and touch him. Okay. Um, so run over. Why can't you healing word him? I, I, I can't say that to him. Oh, um, uh, okay. I understand. <laughs> 16, so um, I'll come over and grab you 20 points. Let's go. Yep, you do have to roll now because um, Beacon of Hope is down. Never mind. Hold on. Can I? Can it just be twenty points? Because I said twenty points. <laughs> if you roll that way, it can be. Sorry. Sorry, you on air. The cat behind it, Eric. Hold on. Sorry. I thought it was like a bug. <laughs> it started waving, and and my. Instinct to to like clap and crush, like to crush like, the yeah, bug to crush the bug. I was like, what is? Was a dog dog tail? Still. So it's actually twenty nine points. Let's go. Twenty nine. Okay. Yes. Because I rolled. You rolled at a third. And I cast. And I upcast it. Okay. Wow. All right. Cool. There you go. I will take every bit of and. It. That was. Can I bonus action try to get him out of the grapple? It's an action to try to break him from the grapple. Sorry. Okay. No, that's fine. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll just bonus action panic because now I'm in swatting mode or distance. <laughs> swatting range? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, new round. Bad guys are on a jack. So, Sirak, uh, Saride, you're up first. Get out of swatting distance. <laughs> Run away! <laughs> she just picks up her skirt and runs. She gets the FO. Yep. Um, from distance, I will. Um, actually, no. Before I leave, I'll action try to get him out of the. Okay grapple. Um, so it is an athletics check. I, I know. That's why I'm here to help. <laughs> it's okay, Olorun. I'll save you. 
Eight. <laughs> okay. Although when she almost pulls your shoe off. Um, <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I can take care of this. Just run. I'm helping. In the opposite direction. Any bonus actions? I don't know how to take them off. <laughs> he's like, he's like frantically like kicking with now barefoot and like go away. I got this. I, I was gonna leave your shoe on because you didn't out want it or anything, but it's up to you if you want to lose your your sabatons. I'm a free action cry. Oh, uh, bonus actions. Would you like to inspire anybody or anything like that? Um, sure. Yeah, actually, because I haven't. Y'all, how's everyone doing health wise? Okay, you say that, and then you guys get down to like two hit points, and you're like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> taking a hit to word. Is Olorun the only one who's grappled? Olorun is currently the only person that has grappled. That is correct. Then a bonus for you, my dude. Hey, inspiration. Okay. As you leave, Take your shoe. as you leave the tentacles uh, combat range, it is going to try to hit you with Olorun. Uh, so that is a uh, twenty to hit. Shit. Yeah. Can I use my own shield spell to not hit her? No. Okay. I was no. just look. I was just gonna, gonna try and see if I could use my reaction to. I appreciate it. That's that's very clever. But you that's are. Fine. She's you got are, mage armor. Yeah, you are the hammer. Uh, you are the head of the hammer here, essentially. Um, so that is, um, that is twenty points of damage. But you are gonna split it between you and Olorun. Um, because you're bashing each other. Ugh. No kiss. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a four-year-old taking two dolls and just like. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, after Saride is Sarak. So I am going to cast a uh, planar warrior. Okay. On the tentacle um, that's holding up the door, mm-hmm. and this time I got a good feeling that I'm gonna hit both. Okay, sounds good. Hey! <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, that's a natural twenty and an eighteen. Okay. <laughs> so that's full damage for that so that's eight plus six for 14 plus another eight from planar warrior mm-hmm. so that's uh gonna bring me up to 22 then plus five is gonna be 27 and that's full damage for an arrow for okay. a plus one arrow with everything and then, so that's full damage, 27. So now I roll the dice again, yes? Yes. So that's 27 plus 7 for 34, plus 6 for 40, plus 3. So that's 43. And then the second hit is just going to be a regular hit. Um. So j- just remind me, what dice did you max? Out of curiosity. 
D8 for the arrow. D8 for arrow, D6 for hunter's mark, and D8 for planar warrior. Perfect. 22 plus 5. Got it. No problem. Um, mm-hmm. And and uh, 43 is uh, is enough to sever the tentacle. Um, your second hit, you can aim at another tentacle, but the one that's holding the door is cut. It's it's done. Yeah. Good. Uh, so that just leaves one tentacle that's still up, right? Two. Technically, one holding uh, Olorun and one that has been attacking Tauroth and Burns. Olorun looks like he's got this. I'm going to go after the one that's uh, been hitting Burns and okay. Tauroth. Okay. Um, so that'll be a six plus seven for 13 plus five for 18 damage to that one. Nice. Okay. Um,. Chip it away, chip it away, chip it away now. I believe that drops that as well. 18 plus 58 is 76. Yeah. All of your woes, Eric. There it is. Literally to to build to this moment. And and you know what? With the final, uh, with the tentacle that had uh, been holding up the door, no longer holding it, the weight of the door does collapse down, severing the final six points of damage that the last tentacle needed. Um, The door does slam shut, and the um, the crystalline blood that sort of forms these entities. Um, begins to crawl over over the door, um, no longer able to sort of find their way out, and Burns um, starts yelling at all of you, get out, get out, get out, get out now, get out now. <laughs> As it crawls on the door, does it carterize because heat metal is still up? Ooh. Um, hmm. That is it. Roll your damage on heat metal. Thirteen again. Okay, most of it, uh, the crystalline blood, as it begins to hit the hot metal of the door, most of it melts back into its liquid form, dripping off of the door through the the floor um, and down into the pool that is beneath um, beneath your feet. Um, Burns is still freaked out and does still wish for everybody to run, run fast, run far, run out of this room. I five feet in the air with wings, and I start moving at 50 feet per six seconds. Okay. Is there anybody not running out of the room? Tauroth, I see you. Is it possible to pull, like, an empty flask or something out of my my pocket real fast, try to scoop some of the blood up and put a stopper on it before I haul ass and follow burns? Make a dexterity check. Twenty-two. Okay. Uh, are you going to attempt to hide this from Burns and/or people? Yes. Make a sleight of hand check. I hope you roll a natural one. Thirty. Thirty. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will deal with that later. Um, however, you guys do make it out of the room. Um, 
to to bring us to a close on the the epic that has been Four Point Farms, uh, you guys do um, you have you have successfully sort of negotiated uh, as a truce um, with the remaining biomancers beneath the surface. Um, Burns has no intention of staying long term, but he will at least stick around to make sure that they are not uh, continuing to abduct people. Um, the Kuthrix have been driven out, and um, and the tentacles didn't of the biome didn't need everybody. So nicely done, guys. Well, well done. Um, we're gonna call it a night here. We'll pick up next week with you guys uh, leaving Four Point and um, and making your way further west. Uh, is there anything you guys would like to do before we call it a night? And we say we just raided every single room that we could reach. <laughs> you you are not allowed to just okay. wander through That's rooms fair. and steal That's stuff. That's fair. Um, so I was going to say steal. More like acquire. Um, acquire through acquire out of necessity. Sure. Um, <laughs> no. They, they that is that is one of the things that um, if they're around they're not gonna let you just rob their home so. um, we might need to have a discussion with the minute she gets up like the minute she tastes fresh air she's uncorking a bottle and just going okay sounds good I'll join Sarai I beg your pardon. <laughs> Phrasing. Boom. Darth, you had a question? Uh, yeah. Once everything's done and we're finally out of there, I'm going to pull Raven aside. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know things kind of turned south there, and uh, you couldn't really take a look at the lab or have much uh, time in there. Yeah. How'd you feel about a souvenir, at least? I mean, whatever. I'm just gonna, like, insight check to gauge her reaction. Uh, yeah, I mean, for her, she seems as, as interested in it as um, she could be in anything. So... I'll take out the little vial of whatever I'm going to get and just kind of show it to her. Um, her face does what is the closest thing to light up as Raven is capable of doing. <laughs> so, I give this to you. If you can figure out what the hell it is, Maybe it's a bit of a call and an even for you not being able to get the lab. I mean, sure. Yes. yes <laughs> I mean, whatever. Uh, she's she's trying to to keep her cool stoic is stoicism, but it is it is difficult for her. Let's just keep this between you and me. Uh, probably best not to let Screepers know we got this or that Burns fella. But uh. 
I, I'm definitely curious about what's in that. Okay. All right. Well, with that, guys, we are going to say good night. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. It has been a wonderful evening. We um, we love and appreciate you guys. We're going to see you guys next time. But until then, be cool.